0: Um, all right so let's uh let's go to we're in our in our bibles we're in the book of uh, uh, second corinthians chapter 11 and we're still talking about christian warfare and boy isn't that isn't that the truth so and we're in chapter 11 so we're really getting closer to the end of uh, the end of the book we only have a couple more chapters and we're done um so let's uh let's just kind of rehearse where we've been i know you guys have slept since last time you were here and um and so, uh, El, sorry, Elle's not here. By the way, she's she just she probably just finished her game a little after five. So they got an hour drive to get back. So they're probably just getting closer to town. Um, but the uh, the uh, the verse that I started with last time we met, which I think was the was uh, March tw- March twenty eighth. So uh, you know, almost a month ago, uh, Proverbs four twenty three. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And so uh, we talked about how important you know it is to um, you know make sure that our hearts are right when it comes to spiritual warfare. And uh, we took some time and talked about um, we read the verses one through fifteen, which we'll do that again. And then we got into the first point, which the talking about the battle to corrupt our credible Christian purity and uh, the competition for our love so let's just pick up the text again in verses uh, in verse 1 of chapter 11 and I'll come down through uh, verse 15 and then we'll uh, go from there. Paul says, Would to God you bear uh, with me a little in my folly and indeed bear with me for I am jealous over you with a godly jealousy for I have espoused you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ but I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that's in Christ for if he that cometh preaches another Jesus whom we have not uh, preached or if you receive another spirit which ye have not received or another gospel which ye have not accepted Ye might well bear with him. For I suppose I was not a whit behind the very chiefest of apostles, but though I be rude in speech, yet not in knowledge, but we have been thoroughly made manifest uh, among you in all things, have I committed an offense in abasing myself that ye might be exalted, because I have preached to you the gospel of God freely? I robbed other churches, taking wages of them, to do you service. And when I was present with you and wa- and wanted, I was chargeable to no man, for that w- which was lacking to me, the brethren which came from Macedonia, supplied in all things. I have kept myself from being uh, burdensome to you, and so will I keep myself. As the truth of, uh, of Christ is in me, no man shall stop me of this boasting in the regions of Achaia. Uh, wherefore, because I love you not... God knoweth. But what I do, uh, that I will do, that I may cut off occasion from them which desire occasion, that wherein they glory they may be found even as we. For such are false uh, apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. All right, so let's pray and we'll uh, get this thing started. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Uh, Lord, it's scary to think about the uh, transformation power of Satan and his light, but Lord, we know that you're you're greater and uh, we're so thankful for that. We're also thankful for your word that gives us insight to, the, to these things so that we can uh, be prepared for any eventuality that could come. And so Father, thank you for giving us uh, the things that we need uh, in Christ to uh, combat the things that uh, the devil would throw at us. And uh, Lord, thank you for the, the example of Paul being blameless and harmless and how he handled himself among the Corinthians so that, uh, Lord, your testimony would not be corrupted. We pray, God, your blessing on uh, the word tonight. We pray, God, that you just bless those that uh, like Sharon De Leon, who's uh, not been able to be with us lately because of illness we pray god for her and we pray for the many others lord in our church body pray for leila burton who's bereaved at the passing of her daughter-in-law leah and uh, lord just so many things going on we'll pray about many of those things later but help us to be fervent in prayer and effectual and we know that a fervent effectual prayer of a righteous man availeth much we thank you and we ask this in jesus name amen all right so uh, if you get that outline, the, the first point is uh, is the competition for our love. Um, and I talked about last time we got together how God is crazy for us. I remember Jeff Trude was here. We talked about that. And uh, so God's love beareth all things. We talked about that and how, um, you know, in 1 Corinthians 13, 7, the text says that love uh, charity beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. So we talked about Jesus' love. And um, we talked about uh, Paul asks the Corinthians to bear with him and expects them to do so for two reasons. Number one, he's the proper man to walk them down the aisle, right? And that's what the text is. I'm, I'm jealous over you with a godly jealousy. And uh, he's espoused them to one husband. He wants to present them a chaste virgin to Christ. So uh, they should gladly listen to his line of reasoning uh, because he was the one that uh, God had put in authority. Uh, God desires our purity, so uh, he is willing to do crazy things to prove it. Uh, in every love story, the most most uh, the action heroes always sacrifice themselves uh, to to you know benefit the female lead, and that's exactly what Jesus did for us. And Paul was sick of, sick of the sick over the potential of the church being beguiled, right? So it really troubled him that they could be beguiled from the simplicity that's in Christ. And so we talked about that, and that's where we left off. And so we only got through verse one. And so tonight we're in verse two, and uh, and just talking about how God is jealous for you. God is jealous for you in verse 2. He says, For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy, for I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. So, uh, God's name, by the way, is Jealous. So, um, I don't know if you know that, but one of the proper names for God is Jealous. Jealous. And uh, you find that in Exodus 34 and verse 14, Exodus 34:14. Let's look back there and, and look at that. So Exodus chapter uh, 34 and verse 14, Exodus 34:14 says, "For thou shalt worship no other god, for the Lord whose name is jealous." is jealous uh is a jealous god i should say rather so his very name is jealous so hi i'm brian jealous hedges right so that's his name is jealous i'm jesus jealous christ (laughs) so uh um that's an interesting thing though because he's jealous for those that are his so don't mess with god's bride if you know what's good for you right so don't take his love lightly either in deuteronomy chapter 4 uh, the bible says in verse 23 deuteronomy four twenty-three: take heed unto yourselves lest ye forget the covenant of the lord your god which he made with you and make you a graven image or the likeness of anything which the lord god hath forbidden thee for the lord god is a consuming fire even a jealous god so he's a jealous god and uh, you don't want to take his love lightly those who reject the love of Christ will literally have to have hell to pay. I mean, that's crazy to think about, but it's true. So when Satan goes after you and the church as a whole, he's touching the very heart of God, right? So it's like you're touching his bride. You're, you're messing with his business. And, uh, you know, in Proverbs 6, the Bible says in verse 30, Men do not despise a thief if he steal to satisfy his soul when he is hungry, but if he be found... Uh, He shall restore sevenfold. He shall give all the substance of his house. Uh, But whoso committeth adultery with a woman lacketh understanding. He that doeth it destroyeth his own soul. A wound and dishonor shall he get, and his reproach shall not be uh, wiped away. For jealousy is the rage of a man... Therefore he will not spare in the day of, re- of vengeance. He will not regard any ransom, neither will he rest content, though he give many gifts. Many years ago, there was a situation that came up, and a, and a lady, I won't mention too much detail, um, uh, there's, she, there was a lady, I'll just say that, and her husband had gone to her place of employment and beat up one of her co-workers. And um, one of the, the lady was friends with somebody that it was in our church, and the The woman in our church came to me and said, "Oh, my friend, she's so you know upset. Her husband went to work and beat up one of her coworkers. And uh, it was like, well, um, you know, why? You know, that's the first question. Well, he says that uh, you know she's cheating on him. And I said, oh, I said really? I said yeah. I said, so is this guy violent? No, no, they're they're a godly couple. I said they're a godly couple. Oh yeah, yeah, they." you know been married 15 years or whatever I don't remember the story but it doesn't matter I don't want to get too particular anyway and uh but this couple had no, this guy had no history of that kind of behavior I said no history I said uh is so he went to her place of employment and he assaulted another man yes I said and he's never been like that she's like no I said are you sure that there's not some truth to this well she told, she told me that it wasn't true I said well I'll tell you what if a guy that's never been violent goes to his wife's place of employment and assaults someone, I would, I, would, I would step back for a minute and just see what happens. And, of course, you guys know where this story's going. As it ended up, certainly, uh, she was guilty of adultery, and that is why her husband went and assaulted the guy at her job. And so, um, as it ended up. And so, and sadly, this was a Christian couple. Now I know that's totally uh, not something that I should talk about in in a church, you know, in the culture that we live in in America. But it's a it's a reality. Uh, that's what Proverbs six says. Jealousy is the rage of a man; therefore, he will not spare in the day of vengeance. He will not regard any ransom. He was crazy. He was crazy in love for his wife, and he was jealous over. her. And so he went after this guy that he thought was assaulting his marriage, which was he was a he was a a wicked man and so um and so was his wife in that regard. But at any rate, um, praise the Lord. Uh, the good news is they all he they reconciled and they're still together. So uh, I wish that wasn't a true story, but it is. So I won't tell you who. You guys don't know them. They're not in our church. They're not even in our community. So um, so that's good. But the point is, is those things that you know when that happened. I, this is the verse that God gave me, verse thirty four. Jealousy. This is Proverbs chapter six thirty four. Jealousy is the rage of a man. And when I think of that, I think. Think about what Paul says. I am jealous over you with a godly jealousy. Now certainly there's a there's emulation which isn't godly, right? Being jealous over things that we shouldn't covetous that's not what he's talking about. This is being jealous over what's rightly yours, right? And uh, he says, I'm jealous over you with a godly jealousy. I've espoused you to one husband. He shouldn't be with anyone else, right? He wants us to be pure. And so I find that interesting. So uh, don't play games with God's heart, right? Don't go breaking my heart. That used to be the song in the old days. Uh, uh, so 1 Corinthians 10.23, um, just a, just go back another book and you can find that. 1 Corinthians 10.23, the Lord says uh, in verse 23, All things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry 1020 but I say that the things which uh, the Gentiles sacrifice they sacrifice to devils and not to God and I would not that you should have fellowship with devils you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils you cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and the table of devils do we provoke the Lord to jealousy are we stronger than he all things are lawful for me but all things are not expedient all things are lawful for me me, but uh, I but uh, all things edify not right so he says man would we provoke God to jealousy I mean what are we trying to do by participating in pagan activity knowingly that uh, is an offense to the Lord and so uh, don't play games with God's heart that's what That's really what Paul's telling them, the church at Corinth. And now he's telling them in the next, uh, you know, that's 1 Corinthians 10. In uh, 2 Corinthians 11, he's like saying, I'm jealous over you with a godly jealousy. Okay, so point C, uh, the Apostle Paul is jealous for you right so the lord's jealous force and the apostle paul's jealous force that's what he says in the text so as john the baptist was the friend of the bridegroom in john three twenty nine, so paul is the earthly father in a sense of the bride in uh, chapter go back to first corinthians chapter 4 i, I want to look at this this is an interesting uh, text first corinthians chapter 4 Look down here in verse fifteen. It says, "For though you have ten thousand instructors in Christ, yet you ye have not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel. Right? And begotten is like I've given you know given birth to you. Right? Although He didn't give birth, um, but He has, He's brought them into the existence, so to speak, spiritually through the gospel. They they were born again. And so He's saying, I'm I'm in chapter Second uh, Corinthians chapter ten. He's He's saying chapter 11 he's saying i'm jealous over you why well because they're like his children they're like his daughter and uh, he's like a father to them in first thessalonians 2 11 it says as you know how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you as a father doth his children so he looked at the the saints as though they were like his children and so that just makes complete sense when you look at second corinthians chapter 11 and he says, you know, I'm jealous over you with a godly jealousy, for I've espoused you to one husband. Because the husband, is, as in we as we see in our culture, um, or not the husband, uh, the father, I should say, rather, is the one who gives away his daughter. And right, so you walk the, the bride down the aisle, and her father gives her away, and that's the way it ought to be. And so... Um, my, my wife didn't have her father give her away, her grandfather gave her away because he was like a father to her, right? So it wasn't just the biology, it was the, the heart. The reason my wife had her grandfather give her away was because she knew her grandfather had a heart for her, whereas her dad well, was not present. So, um, so the Apostle Paul is jealous for you. Um, so keep your head covered, right That's really the, the admonition here in First Timothy chapter two, uh, look back there and uh, keep your spot here, obviously we'll be back. but first Timothy chapter two and verse twelve says, "But I suffer not a woman to teach nor usurp authority over the man." but to be in silence. Oh, this is a terrible verse. Nobody wants to hear that. Uh for Adam was first formed than Eve and Adam was not deceived but the woman being deceived was in transgression. So, uh of course this is totally not politically correct to say. Um but God has provided coverings for the the weaker vessels, really the more precious vessels, the more tender vessels. So when Satan sees that we are not uh, being protected, he moves in to beguile the mind. And uh, it's just that simple. What makes um women um, uh, what, part of what makes makes them so precious is also their weakness our strength is our weakness and so um uh you know a mom will stay up all night to take care of her child she'll you know she's that's not saying that all women are can, are easily beguiled, but it is saying that there's there's certainly the devil knows how to beguile both men and women, and there's certain weaknesses that he likes to pick on. If Satan was a macho man, he would have went after he would have went after Adam, but he's not. He's a he's a serpent, so he goes after the weaker vessel. He finds the weakest link, even though he's we're really not in a match for a fallen cherub. Uh, he chooses to work against the weaker link because he's that kind of a rascal, and uh, and so. It's important to have the head covered. So what does that mean? What does it mean to have your... That's a total foreign concept in our culture. What's it mean to have your head covered? Under protection of mm-hmm. Under the protection of God. So, right, they would have a, the... Uh, now, of course, head coverings are common in most cultures, um, like today even, in, like in India and the Middle East and what have you. Uh, it's extreme and it's perverted, of course, in most of those cultures too. Uh, but the head covering often represented uh, your status uh, with um, your husband or your father, your family, historically, um, and um, and and so uh, there's a it's it's synonymous as Paul's writing that that a woman is under authority not in the sense that someone's lording over her but she has a protector whether her father or her husband or a brother right whoever uncle like in the case of Esther in the old testament um, um, Mordecai was her covering yes ma'am so the is the shield mhm yeah, even in the, when you think about spiritual warfare, it's the, God, the, uh, helmet of salvation, and our, Jesus is our salvation. He covers us. Um, but yeah, and so the Lord is our defender. He's our buckler. He's our shield. And He's obviously our covering. So, this is not necessarily dealing just in, now as we put this in context, you have the cultural aspect of first century, where Paul's, where it was common to have women, they didn't even have to guess about head coverings. They understood it. Uh, now that was one of the contentions in First Corinthians because there was different customs. Some had head coverings, some were shaving their head, and, and so and he was getting into customs of having head coverings and not having head coverings and all of that. In our culture, literally having your head covered means nothing, uh, as far as you know, having a hat on. In the, as far as women having their head covered. Um, but uh, spiritually speaking it 's a principle that is important. by the way, when we take a missions trip like the India, even in the church, they still cover their head. women still cover their heads once they reach a certain age, they cover their head. Uh, I think it 's because probably to to symbolize modesty and uh, and so women keep their head covered and so uh, so when we take a trip there, a lot of times the women will take a scarf and wear it over their head just to Fit in, you know. Although for Westerners, it's not normal to wear head coverings anymore. But uh, the the spiritual aspect of that is just is is, is symbolic um, that there is um, you know Adam was to cover his wife and he didn't, and then she got attacked and beguiled. And in um, uh, the Bible's clear in First Timothy two fourteen that Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in transgression. So. Um, it wasn't okay for her to take of the fruit. It was still a transgression, but she was deceived. She was beguiled. Whereas Adam uh, knew what he was doing and, by the way, wouldn't own up to it when God confronted him. So he wasn't being honest either. So they were both in transgression at that point. But uh, God has provided uh, coverings for weaker vessels. One of the things, uh, the weaker vessel in the New Testament, too, a lot of times, you know, that's considered a derogatory thing. But really, it's a precious, precious vessel. I I got a little... Um, glass, uh, whale, like a blown glass whale, like Jonah and the whale, someone gave me, it's in my office. And, uh, I've used that as an example, and then I've been told that's a bad example to show a lady because it's a whale. But the point is, is it's so precious. I mean, it's so fine, it's like if you dropped it, it would just shatter right? And, uh, and there's a lot of things that are precious like that, you know, that you should put on display or a China cabinet. You put it, it's, it's not that it's not valuable at all. i mean, actually, it's more valuable. It's just not something you take out and, and throw around in the yard because it's going to break, right? You got to have, it, you got to treat it with uh kid gloves, so to speak. So God has uh, provided, uh, you know, coverings for things that are valuable. So Point D is is uh, not not only is Jesus jealous, God is jealous, Jesus is jealous, Paul's jealous, but your pastor's jealous. So as pastor of HBF, it's it's um, my responsibility, as it was Paul's, to ensure that we are not beguiled from the simplicity that is in Christ. Right. So uh, it's my job. There are times, um, man, I, I agonize over the attacks of Satan on the lives of his of his bride um i mean and it happens it's happening right now so my desire is to see all of us in fellowship with our spouse husband that's the lord jesus christ so there's no sense to get too caught up in head coverings uh because the spiritual aspect is what we're talking about here as a whole the bride of christ is that we're all female in that sense as far as the type is concerned jesus christ is the husband and all of us that are saved are the bride uh, even though we all have a man who lives in us, which is Christ, right? So there are times that, that uh, as a pastor, though, I agonize because uh, Christians, um, they're espoused to the Lord Jesus Christ, but they, they go out on him. you know what I'm saying? And so they don't actually obey the Lord, and they're not... They're not like a chaste virgin, right? They're not committed to him. And, uh, and so it's agonizing because you know when that happens, Satan is having his way, right? Uh, when they get outside the covering. That's why the local church is so important. Um, you know, being in the local church is important. Having our heads covered uh, collectively and myself included, when we stray from the local church, uh, we get outside of the God's covering, his protection, and we make ourselves vulnerable to the attacks of the devil. And that happens. And so that's why I do also believe Hebrews eleven twenty five. you know, we've talked a lot about it this year because of COVID and how important it is to assemble. But really, the reason we need to assemble isn't because of COVID. The reason we need to assemble is because, you know, the further away we get, even as we see the day approaching, right, the more we know the days are going to grow increasingly wicked, and we need the protection of the assembly because that's when it helps us equip our minds. It helps us stay focused. It helps us uh, prepare ourselves for the onslaught, uh, you know, of the devil because he's out to destroy every single one of us. And uh, and so, uh, so I'm jealous over you with a godly jealousy. That's as far as I got. So next time we get together, we'll co- we'll cover the, the second point, Roman numeral two, which is the corruption of our love. And so the battle to corrupt our credible Christian purity. I've completed the first point, which is a competition for our love. There's a competition uh, for our love, right? And not uh, I got two. I got two children, and I pray. I'm, I've been praying since they were babies that God provide them a spouse, right? And I am certain, uh, as well as I'm standing here, uh, that the devil has uh, has several people in mind for them that have nothing to do with God's will right so i'm praying that god keep them from that evil right keep them from selling for less and uh and so uh but at the end of the day they have to make that decision their dad can't do that for them right so uh at the end of the day we all got to choose to love god and keep his commandments but while they're young i have influence so um but at any rate uh, i'm jealous over them with a godly jealousy uh, not because there's anything in it for me, it's because of what's in it for them. I wanted to have the best. I wanted to have God's best for them. So you guys get that. But the devil's out to corrupt their love, just like Genesis 3. So next time we get together, uh, we'll pick it up on uh, verses 3 and 4 and, uh, and go from there. So, are there any questions? Comments? All right. I hope I didn't, you know, confuse anybody. I did a I front I did my notes front and back. That's never a good idea. If you, especially if you don't have a notebook, because I get lost easy. So, um, all right, I'll take a, I'll turn this off. Thanks for joining us. If you're listening to this online, we're glad that you are with us. Come and join us on every Sunday night at HBF at six o'clock.